0: Welcome to Expanding Your Faith, a podcast hosted by Bishop Greer Godsey of the Old Catholic Churches International. Expanding Your Faith brings together a panel of well-educated clergy and laity to discuss modern events with a biblical perspective. Our podcast is about to start. Please stay tuned. Welcome to this edition of Expanding Your Faith. I'm Bishop Greer, and joining me this evening is Reverend Mark. Greetings, everyone. And our producer, Bishop Ben.
1: Greetings to everybody.
0: And uh, tonight we're going to talk about peace, Uh, true peace. So we're going to, um, uh, this is a topic Reverend Mark suggested, and uh, we're going to talk about what real peace is all about and how we can achieve real peace in our lives, which I think is very important given, especially the last few weeks, everything that's been going on in the world. Yes. This is work to rob our peace, you know. Yeah. Um, between the situation in the Middle East and Ukraine and the shootings here in united states it's been kind of a roller coaster of a couple of weeks and so we need to uh really get back to a point where we focus on not only peace in our lives peace in our communities around us peace in our world so i'm gonna let reverend mark start us off here and we'll go from there
2: thank you bishop uh i think peace is one of those words that uh Sometimes when I'm preaching, I'll talk about churchy words, mm. and I think it's one of those—not necessarily a churchy word, but obviously a a, phrase, a word that we use often right. in church. And I think for some people, it's a lofty goal. You know, sure. it's a word that, oh, I'll, that's that would be wonderful, but I'll never obtain that. Right. I think for some people, it's a obviously a misunderstood word. For some people, it's uh, you know somewhat of a reality where you reflect and say, well, at one time I was at peace about something. Sure. And then some people, I think it's a word it makes them feel good, but they have no idea how to get there. And peace is, um, <clears throat> to me, it, it is one of those foundational truths that jesus came to let everyone know that god desires that to be in your life no matter who you are where you are it is a desire from on high in my opinion and from what we see through uh, prophecies of christ's birth and We see uh, Isaiah speak a lot about peace and how God will bring peace. Of course, Paul talked a lot about perfect peace. um, But to me, it's one of those things that a a lot of people really just don't ever know or realize that it can be a reality in your life. And, you know, when, and, and peace, <laughs> I was saying, telling Bishop before we went live, I said, you know, people don't, people think peace is just, you know, quiet. Well, sometimes we need quiet and that's, that is a good thing, but peace is not necessarily quiet because there's been times where I've had quiet and my spirit and my soul is conflicted and in turmoil and um, there may be an outward peace, an outward quiet, but there's not an inward peace and, right. um, you know what is peace uh, if you study the word in the Hebrew and the Greek, some of it has similar meanings, depending on where you're reading right but peace talks about oneness it talks about linking uh up to. Um, and having an element of rest within it as well and peace is that state in which I believe there's balance in your life and you are focused on the things that matter in life and you're focused on maybe an assignment that you have Mm -hmm. for A season of your life or a time I'm at peace with what I'm doing Uh, some people go through seasons of learning uh, formal education or on-the-job learning people go through a period of uh, uh, growing in relationships and they that's their assignment for the season and you're at peace knowing that this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And there's a calm, there's a balance, there's a right. focus. Right. Uh, peace is the presence of focus in your life on those things that matter. When you're not at peace, it means that you have divided focus. It means that you're looking at multiple things that aren't necessarily leading you to fulfillment, leading you to lasting life. When there's an absence of peace in the world, when there's conflict like there is right now in the Middle East, their goal and their focus isn't necessarily on how to continue living. There's no harmony, so their focus is not on that harmony. There's a destruction mindset of... You know, let let's 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 el- eliminate you know everybody else, other people's opinions, and and um, instead of focusing on you know bringing life to a coexisting to a balance, right. and so um, we find that you know when Scripture uses that term perfect peace, the word perfect is. A little misleading when it's translated but it just simply means maturing right. growing that we will be kept in that growing peace in other words it's a it's an understanding that peace is working outward from your heart from your spirit from God and it's starting to affect all avenues of life right in relationships and at work sometimes people can live in peace at home but troubled at work And so perfect peace starts affecting every other area of your life in the same way that discontentment does, uh, depression does. You know, it starts small and then it works its way out. Um, Peace works very much in the same way, but in, in the realm of good and positive. And so when you're, in my opinion, and from studying and looking at what we are here to do, it's all about that focus on the things that are leading to life. Sure. Those things that matter, those things that fulfill inside of me my assignments, my calling, and then the purpose in which God places me here in the earth all those things when those when those things start working in harmony and you start reaching for those you start being settled going i'm i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing right and the world can fall out you know fall around you but it's like i can take deep breaths i can know that when i I accomplish something it may not be grandiose it may not be to the degree that other people do it but it's what i was supposed to do right and i am and that's where i to me that's where joy and happiness begins to well inside of you is when you allow it really starts with peace sure i I really i really believe that that you know we talk about peace and hope and uh our joy and hope and love in um during the season of advent and peace of course being a part of it but joy and happiness really come out of allowing ourselves to fall into that godly and divine peace that christ taught is available to us in our lives
0: sure i think
2: i like the uh,
0: kind of the buddhist philosophy on peace You know, (coughs) uh, Buddhism, some of the er, other Eastern religions have kind of kept some of the what would be monastic traditions later in Christianity kind of alive, uh, even when monasticism kind of began to turn away from those things. But the idea that uh, peace is not the absence of, Suffering it's not the absence of of adversity it's not the absence of all these things around you, but rather peace comes out of how you respond as an individual to those things that are going on around you. so you know people seem to think that in order to have peace, everything in life has to be going exactly right <laughs> no. you know. Yeah, that there's no adversity, there's no struggle, there's no uh, suffering that it, you know, peace only comes in those moments. And Buddhism and some of the other Eastern religions teach us that those things can still be going on around us. But peace comes in how we perceive, how we take those things in, how we deal with those things on a daily basis. And so um, it's like a lot of uh, speaking with many of my Buddhist friends, like the young Buddhist who comes and goes, uh, "I've been trying and trying and trying to meditate. But all these thoughts just keep coming in my head. I just can't meditate, and you know I, I need to get rid of those thoughts in order to meditate and And the wise Buddhist looks at him and says, it's not the issue of." The thoughts that are coming to mind but how you react to those thoughts yeah it's about bringing those thoughts in and then letting them go right and um and through that you begin to have a peace about yourself you begin to be able to meditate you begin to you know have a different life out of that process and we as Christians, I think, have, have gotten away from that practice. Oh, yeah. You know, most Christians don't meditate anymore at all. Um, they, they've given up that practice entirely. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's one of those things where we have to stop and focus on breathing, acknowledge the thoughts coming into our head, and let them go. And until you're at a point where those thoughts are no longer disturbing you. Mm-hmm. But you understand that it's part of the routine process of humanity. Yep. And um, where we end up seeing our greatest loss of peace, I think, is that we just sit and listen to the din of noise. You know, we just... Yep. it, it, it Bombards us from everywhere. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the greatest disadvantages to our peace. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and who doesn't have one on them nowadays? You know, uh, everybody's carrying a cell phone or an electronic device, a watch or something on them 24-7. And, you know, we can have no peace in those moments. Yep. And... For years, as a pastor, this sat on my bedside table, on, with the notifications on and everything. So in the middle of the night, if somebody needed to get a hold of me, I could respond. And one of my bishops said to me one time, he says, how do you survive having all of that bombardment 24-7? And I said, I don't. <laughs> it drives me nuts. you know. And it ultimately leads to you having a mental breakdown or you having mental health issues because you're constantly waiting for that next ping, for that next text, for that next phone call. And so I had to learn to shut this off at night. You know, to take time. To be able to meditate and go to sleep and rest without my body being ready and listening for the next ping, the next message. And, I mean, it's not off-off, but it's on do not disturb. And so those people that know that they need to get a hold of me in an absolute emergency, there are ways around that, but i don't have to hear all that other noise all the time and so i can find a little bit of peace in my day by turning off the noise and it's still not easy because i still lay there and think about the million things i have to do and oh i forgot i got to do this for the church tomorrow or i've got to do this for school tomorrow or You know, oh, crap, I didn't get that assignment turned in last night. You know, so there's all these things that pull and tug at us day in and day out. And so we have to learn to be able to cut off some of that, take time for peace. And as, as Mark says, not just quiet. It, it's true peace, time where you can just reflect. You can leave the concern of the world behind for a few minutes and just sit in the presence of God. Sit in the presence of, as Paul puts it, the peace that passes all understanding. You know, So it, it's important that we take those moments and that time, especially in our 24-hour news cycle, unplug mm-hmm. from that
2: life will always present you the opportunity for divided focus oh yeah it, every day it, when you wake up when you get to work when certain things happen life always presents you the opportunity for different avenues to go down and divided focus And it doesn't mean that they're all wrong and it doesn't mean that they're all right in order, you know, not everything that presents itself in the day that you refocus on is wrong to refocus on or everything is incorrect. However, you can't refocus on everything simultaneous. Right. And something has to give. And people that deal with... Certain challenges mentally, and certain challenges, you know, where you know they may have certain uh, attention deficits that creep in, and their severities, you have to learn how to discipline yourself and how perhaps uh, seeking medical assistance and uh, therapy that helps treat and teach you some disciplines. Um, you know, I myself have to make sure that I am focused uh, through various disciplines, through, um, through my, my lists of things, through my organization, because I tend to jump from thing to thing to thing with the mindset of trying to accomplish everything at one time. That robs your peace because yes. you are then dividing your focus off of your assignment for the day and the assignment for the moment. And, you know, there's a passage of Scripture that tells us that we should bring into thought or bring into captivity every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus. What's part of knowing Christ? What's part of Jesus' assignment in the earth? What's part of what Christ did? And that is to bring us peace. You know, he said, my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, but I leave my peace from on high with you. And so it's, again, it's like the old, it goes right along with what you were talking about. An old preacher said, you know, I can't stop the birds from flying over my head, but I can stop them from making a nest in my hair. Right. You know, you can't stop your thoughts from coming in, but you can begin to prioritize you know some thoughts just are you know they need to go to the, they need to go to the recycle bin, they need to go in the trash can. And there are some thoughts that, oh, I need to do this, you you know write it down, catalog it, however it works for you for me I have to I have to keep a calendar and I have to keep my lists um, because I have so many different things you know, my list at work, my organization at home, church organization. So I have these three things that I main thing, and then my relationships, you know, prioritizing things in my relationships. And so I have to bring into captivity. I have to snag. I have to arrest. I have to lock down some of those thoughts, um, you know, some of those thoughts that come against me and uh, especially in the technology area and realm where we have instant messages and, oh, I messaged Bishop and Bishop didn't instantly message. Maybe they're mad at me. Maybe they're upset with me. And all those type of thoughts. I'm going, maybe Bishop's eating and has put his and put their phone somewhere to where no one can bother them while they're eating their sandwich for the first. I mean, it, just the imagination that some people go through on stuff, those are things that rob your peace. Right. stuff like that, those little thoughts, those little things, those little those those questions that you'll never have an answer to, you know what was someone's motive behind saying this, what was somebody's whatever. Those type of things you'll never probably have answers to. And it robs you of your peace and robs you of your purpose and your assignments. That's right. You know, I say it like this. Peace comes in our lives and stays in our lives by us being purposeful in life. You know, have we ever gotten up? You know, some people I'm ready to seize the day. Well, what is your goal? What is your goal for that day? Have you ever right. gotten up and said, you know what? Today... In everything that I'm going to do, I'll talk a little bit about this tomorrow in my sermon. But everything that I'm going to do, I'm going to spread some peace. In everything that my responses, when I go to the gas station and pump my gas, when I'm driving down the road, I'm going to spread some peace. And that peace is just as much for you. If not more than it is to whom you're spreading it to. Right. Have we ever woke, gotten up in the day and said, you know what? I've had a rough whatever. Today I'm going to spread some joy. Right. I'm going to smile. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to, you know, tell myself a few jokes. I'm going to spread some joy in everything that I do. That is being that purposeful life instead of waking up going, Well, God knows what's going to happen today. Right. Or who knows what's going to happen. That's being swept up in the current of life instead of taking the oars that are in your boat and paddling and shifting and adjusting, getting off at the shore when you need to instead of just allowing the current of life to take you in any direction that you want to go. Because those things, those moments, those type of things rob you of your peace because it divides your focus
0: which ultimately then robs you of your joy and your happiness and everything else because as you know you allow those things to invade your space as you allow the currents of life to take you down that road you end up um, not having any kind of joy or happiness Because, as as Paul said, you're tossed about by every wind and wave, you know. And, you know, because of that, you you don't have any peace. You don't have any joy. You don't have happiness. You know, we see people, you know, somebody asked me on a regular basis, I get asked, uh, have you seen this video of this person out there acting out, Uh, what they call Karen's? You've seen this, Karen, and what she was doing at Walmart. hmm Well, that's a prime example of a person who has allowed everything in their life to pile on to the point where they have no peace, they have no joy, they have no happiness. And then it becomes a point where if anyone else is happy or joyful or peaceful,
2: Mm-hmm
0: they feel like they have to ruin that for them
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. you can't have what i can't have yep you know and so i think that's where a lot of these people come from is the fact that they do not have control over themselves correct they don't have the peace and the, the joy and the love and the happiness that they think they should have and rather than focusing on building that up in themselves they just look at tearing it down and everybody
2: else i worked with a person similar to that that they you know things would be going really smooth in the in the office realm things would be going really smooth with all the workers and this person thrives in drama in they love to gossip. I mean, love to gossip. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll never confront somebody over an issue. They'll they'll run around and gossip about them and talk about them to everybody else. Of course. And one day and I got to where I you know just would I just, when I realized that that's all this person would do, I started backing off how much interaction I kept it professional, but I would back off my interaction with them. And one day they attempted to come. Kind of, they were like, "Have you noticed something's just off about this person over here, a, a coworker? Have you know the the gossiper was? Have you just just I just can't. And this is this is how you know these people thrive in chaos, in the the adrenaline of spreading gossip, the right. adrenaline of creating." Uh, disharmony, because their life is that way, they'll use phrases like this, I just can't put my finger on it. <laughs> but something's just not, something's just off. Right. right. And so their suspicion leads them into all of these little rabbit trails and these little bunny trails that they go down, all these scenarios they come, and so they sit for hours, you know, uh, uh, cumulative, cumulative. Through a week talking about things that they have no facts, no, they're just living in theories, and they're on that adrenaline, and they're trying to, and so you're you're planting that in somebody else, right? And you're trying to, you know, trying to divide their focus. And when we give over into that, when we start listening to that, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, this person's going through a difficult time. I think their parents are going are not feeling are not are ill, so maybe that's why. It's one thing to quote facts right, and be concerned about somebody. It's another thing to be sitting there, I can't put my finger on it. but And then you start developing these type of scenarios. That is the opportunity in life. Those are the opportunities in life where our focus can become divided. And things like that bleed our peace yeah. because then we start going, oh, well, I wonder what's – I wonder too. I mean – you know, I just, and, and, and that person may not have, there might be not a thing wrong with that person. That's right, that's right. They might be quiet that morning because they ain't had their coffee. And you're over here starting these crazy theories about somebody because they were quiet that morning. Right. You're going, those type of things in our lives when we're presented them, those are the moments that we either yield our peace over to dividing our focus from our assignments today to some crazy stupid theory that doesn't lead to anything right. instead of going well maybe they're just having an off day and moving on right? Or, or well maybe we should be nicer to them maybe they're going through something we don't know about right. and then moving on if we could end conversations like that if we could stop those type of scenarios in life that people present us our peace would be so potent that when we go and we are around other people they just sense it on us they feel it and we would find ourselves able to go to bed at night instead of thinking of some of these random stupid things that get presented to us in the day and so those are the things that that Disrupt and keep us either from obtaining peace, or they bleed our peace. Right. And you just have to—you don't have to be rude to people when they present you those moments. You can just back off and say those type of conversation. Trust me, when you throw those type of conversation-ending thing, well, maybe they're just going through a good. Let's be nicer to them today, and then end it and walk away. Those people—they're like. Because cause it disrupts their high, their adrenaline of their gossip. Right. And that's what they want to do anyway. Bishop Ben, your thoughts.
1: Well, you know, like very Mark was saying, you know, about, about having peace in your heart and peace peace in your life. You know, it's like, like me, you know, when I find that I'm struggling through the day, I like to go and find a quiet place. Quiet room, or maybe a chapel, pretty at the hospital, find the chapel, go in the chapel, recollect my thoughts, and just regather myself. Because if I don't have the the inner peace and let my, my mind go away with me, I'll never get anything accomplished. Because I'll have my, my thoughts running through my head all the time, you know? And like Reverend Marx says, and you even said it, you know, it's about how you control your thoughts that's most important. But also too, you have to emulate peace because if you don't have peace, you can't give love, you can't you can't show positivity because you're got the your mind is going a million miles a minute going how fast can I go and not have the peace? So it is important, you know. And I was gonna I was gonna say, you know, ask you all a question to aim both both of you all if you all were talking to a new seminarian and the new seminarian came up to you and said, Pastor. How do I teach somebody to find peace? What would you all say?
0: Well, that's a good question. Um, It's hard to teach someone to find peace because it's an internal process. But I think that I would start by encouraging them to do mindfulness exercises where they sit and... um, take notice of just their breathing just sit there and just focus on your breathing uh if a thought comes in your mind acknowledge it move it on and continue focusing on your breathing return to focusing on your breathing Uh, that's not an easy task okay because the first time you do it I, i know because uh so i i gotta tell a story In order for you all to kind of understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) So I was working at at the hospital, local hospital, in the MICU for COVID uh, back in 2020. And in uh, the first uh, week of August in 2020, I had a mental breakdown. And one of the chaplains up there, I tried to self-manage it through most of August. And I ended up finally on medication and stuff and had to uh, take a sabbatical from the hospital. I eventually told them I wouldn't be back um, because I just couldn't handle the constant stress of, of all the death and all of the issues. But one of the chaplains who's a Buddhist and also a psychologist uh, worked hard with me to, to try to, to cope with and deal with this anxiety and depression and PTSD and everything else and so his first thing was to restore inner peace we need to you need to meditate I I never meditated before in my life I mean I had studied Buddhism I'd studied world religions and and everything and their mindfulness techniques and their meditation techniques. but I would never tried it for myself and so he says, you, you need to sit down and start by just focusing on your breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. And just concentrate on your breath coming into your body, going out of your body. You have a thought that comes into your mind, acknowledge it and let it go. And focus again on your breathing. Okay, that sounds simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's really easy. So... <laughs> I sat there, I got comfortable in a chair, <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. A million thoughts mm-hmm. suddenly hit you. Yep. So I'm like, okay, acknowledge the thought and move on. Acknowledge the thought and move on. Acknowledge the th- <laughs> You're going through all these, because everything will bombard you at once in that moment. Yep. When you first start mindfulness techniques, every possible thought will suddenly come to mind. Yep. Because you're trying not to focus on the thoughts. Yep. So all of them come rushing in. So I take another breath, and I would let it out. And then a million more thoughts have invaded my head. Right. (laughs) And so I finally, I I just gave up after about 10 minutes, and I told him, I said, I just can't do this. I just can't. There's too many thoughts. And he says, 10 minutes a day, just take time to do that. He says, you will begin to notice fewer and fewer thoughts coming to mind as you do that. Yep. And he says, then you can go 20 minutes and 30 minutes and 40 minutes. Yep. And he says, it's not going to be you sit down, you meditate for six hours the first time you do it. Correct. So many people give up on peace because the process to get there is a process. It's not a sit down and I suddenly have peace. I suddenly have nirvana. Oh, look, I've suddenly become the Buddha.
2: (laughs) Right. Buddha spent his whole life
0: trying to get there. (laughs) And so it's not something that happens overnight. So I would tell a seminarian, you first start small, baby steps, little by little until you achieve greater peace, greater time where those thoughts begin to no longer invade you. And then it's a process of taking that peace with you. Because you see, here's the other thing. How many of us end up in a stressful situation? Because we decided, like idiots, to go to Walmart. (laughs) Yep. And there's a Karen in front of us in the checkout line, and we feel our peace slipping away because we just wanted to say, Karen, come on now, move along. We have to take that peace with us, and in those moments, stop yeah. and once again focus on our breathing. Okay, no, Karen okay. comes back to mind. Let go of Karen. Breathe.
2: All right, you're yeah. do you're you're developing that laser again you're focusing yourself on those things that matter in that moment and, and the focus is the breath the life that you are harnessing in that moment and allowing and it a lot a lot of times people will combat you with you know oh where well, you're just you're just putting off things and you're no it's it you don't it's you're not stepping back saying that there's an absence of conflict in your life or there's an absence of necessity to do a certain thing in life what you're saying is there's a time and a place for everything right and one thing that I would say is when those thoughts fly in your mind when those things come into your mind one practice that I do is I I, I just do a little self-talk inwardly I go, What can I, especially when you're like laying down at night and you're worried about this, 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 and this, what is it that I can do about that right this minute? Right. And when you're in a situation to where, you know, it's at night, there's nothing you can do, um, the answer is nothing. And so I I dwell on the, I'm doing what I can do right now. What I, I need rest. I'm focused on the rest I find you know sometimes i'll I'll think of a happy memory with a family member that brought me joy, a moment, and i I just replay that in my head, and I find myself going off into rest right i find my, and I do a little inward t- what can I do to solve that problem right this second most ninety nine percent of the time it's nothing right okay and yes, you have to prioritize life, you have to do certain things in life the other day um, uh, Sunday uh, uh, Sunday a week ago was my birthday right and so I I got up I, I had a great day go to church everything was wonderful I go out to my car and I realize somebody has clipped the back of my car and it happened the night before had to have happened the night before because i'm if you don't know me i am very observant about my car my right. car is something that's important to me i like my car so i knew it happened the night before and i was sitting there and i was going now ordinarily it would send me into the roof right okay i felt the i felt my disappointment going and then all the things started coming to my mind. Oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, and I'm going, what can I do about that right now? Right? Nothing. I can't it can't get repaired right in this second. It can't be I can't take it to a car shop to start uh-huh. the because re- they're all closed. It's Sunday. And I went, I'm having a wonderful day. And so I let that thought I didn't neglect the necessity of needing it repaired. But in that moment, there's nothing I can do. What was I supposed, what what was I, what was I doing? I was getting ready to go to lunch with friends and enjoy my birthday lunch. Right. Went on to the next thing. So I go to the park and I was like, this is wonderful. This is just great. I go to the parking lot and I see this packed parking lot where we were going to go to have lunch. Packed parking lot. And this is how you keep your peace, these moments, just right what I'm getting ready to share with you. I walk I drive into the parking lot and I see this guy walking out to his car he's got this to go box because it says to go right going to right, the Olive right. Garden. So I was, oh well let me let me get in line so when he pulls out his car, because the parking lot was full, I can get this parking spot. It's like, Oh, we're gonna get a parking spot. So I'll go I turn around, and I, I guess my car was positioned in such a way that I was kind of in the middle of the, the driveway. So it was my bad. So I sit there, and the guy sits there, and the guy sits there, and the guy sits there, <laughs> and the guy sits there. He must have been checking his stock options, his emails, his voicemails, right. returning all right. of his phone calls. I mean, he's just sitting in the car, and I'm like, okay. And then I notice this car comes flying up behind me, And I'm thinking, surely the guy's going to pull out any second now. Any second now. Well, the next thing I know, the guy behind me pulls around to my right, pulls around me, has his window down. Again, this is my birthday. This is, you're supposed to be happy. Rolls his window down, has his hand out, middle fingering me, yelling. Of course, I didn't know what he was yelling and just, just blessing me out because I was waiting for this guy to pull out of out of the parking lot because it, it should have been seconds. He got his to-go order, but he was, I don't know, maybe he was taking a bunch of selfies. Maybe he was, who knows what he was doing. Right. And as the guy pulls off, on the back of his car, there's the, the, Jew, the Jesus sticker, and then there's a bumper sticker that has the picture of the nativity scene. I'm going, what a great... You know he's flicking me off i thought what a great and i in that moment i said i I, I choose peace right i choose peace so i pulled off because i didn't want to keep blocking the driveway and i pulled back around and finally the guy that i had been waiting on pulls out and i just eased right on in and i'm going i could have let that rob my day i could have let that i could have let the car being hit rob my day But you choose, what can you do? I can't control that person flicking me off. I can't control the person who's taking 100 selfies in their car and they should have pulled out 15 minutes ago. Right. I can't control any of that. What I can control is allowing my peace to rule in my heart and to say, I can't can't do anything about that. People are gonna do what they want to. I can't undo my car getting hit. I can't, none of that stuff, what I can do is keep my peace. and my, I'm not going to let my joy for that day, that moment, go away from me. And, and again, it's focusing on those things that matter in your life. One of the things that I would add to what Bishop says, or said just a moment ago, is excellent starting place for people that are looking to first figure out how to get that peace. We did a whole series on this at our church where I talked about identifying your call in your life, your assignment that you're in. Assignments change with your seasons. Your call doesn't change. Your purpose, why God placed you here on this earth, and that is to be the living witness of the divine, to to spread peace in the world, to spread joy, to spread love. That's our purpose here. Our call is specific to us. And our assignments add to those things throughout life when you start identifying those things in your life you start honing your focus and you start realizing this is why I'm here this is what I'm meant to do in this and you focus on those things and all those other crazy thoughts you just kind of like Bishop said eventually you move from the 10 minute to the 30 minute to the 40 minute and you start letting those thoughts just fly they're just a thought they're not, they're not, right in our reality yet. They're just a thought. Let them, let them go. If it's something that needs to be addressed, down the road, you know, fixing your car, cleaning your house. Set yourself up for success. Schedule your time to clean your house, and then implement it, and then move on. Right. Okay. And you focus on the assignments for the day. You focus on. Living your purpose continually, and you focus on fulfilling your specific call in this earth. Those things lead us to peace. But I like that. That one of the great ways to start is that simple process, right. focusing on the life, the breath, and start practicing it one small step at a time. Right. You may may not be able to run with that peace yet. Crawl with it you might not be able to crawl fall in the direction some days all you can do is put your feet out of the bed and tumble out of bed start where you are it's the little things that add up when they're continually practiced that will lead you to the success of developing that peace
0: right and just for those
2: who wonder by the way
0: it was Reverend Mark's 35th birthday.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. past Sunday. So. 35 and alive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, and that's like, you know, I tell people, uh, I used to tell people when I was a chaplain, and I have personal experience with this. You know, my mother-in-law passing away a few years back, um, she spent, you know, the better part of three weeks in the ICU, uh, brain-dead and we had to go through that process and you know people would be in the uh, hospital waiting to see their loved one and stuff going to spend every moment at the hospital and and I say you have to go home you have to go home and rest you are no good to your loved one if you're exhausted your mind is in a million different places you need to go home and rest it's not easy Mm-mm. but you have to take those times even in those most yep. difficult situations yep. to find a moment of peace
2: allow yourself allow yeah. yourself give
0: yourself permission that's right. to fill that peace that's right so that you can come back and be effective to help others right. you know bishop ben and i uh have worked many years with emergency management. Mm -hmm. And one of those things that we've had to learn is the work never ends. No. It never stops. And so if you allow yourself, you can go 72, 96 hours straight with no sleep, no rest, no peace, just plugging away until your mind finally cracks, you know. So you have to take time and say, "You know what? there's going to be work here when I get back, but I need to take six, seven hours and go sleep.": That's right you know,
1: you know also, I also, also tended to you know to reiterate what I've learned from you, I remember I recall you were trying to help a, a young man on TikTok one time and he was going through an anxiety attack, and I remember you called him called up an exercise that you had him do. Not only breathing, but looking for objects to count. And I also found that you can use that not only not only in a moment of anxiety, but you can also use that to help you calm your mind and find peace. I use that if need to. to I'll, sit, I'll sit in the emergency room and look at how many doors there are and count how many doors there, find, find how many doors there are, or how many how many uh, blinking lights are there. You know, I use that exercise to adapt to help me calm my mind. So that exercise has become multi-purpose for me.
0: Those are grounding exercises. And those grounding exercises are meant to bring us back to a moment of peace. Okay? When, when our mind is so chaotic and focused on so many things, it's that deliberate, that Mark was talking about, that deliberate mm-hmm. focus where we say to our mind, okay, you need to come back here and look for this and think about this for a minute. And those grounding exercises allow us for a moment to disperse some of those extra thoughts and bring us back to a point of center so that we can then focus again on those things that are most important. That's right. And for people with anxiety, with ADHD, uh, attention deficit disorder with hyperactivity, and those types of things they those exercises are life-saving because you know they get so overwhelmed by everything going on
2: right right
0: that if you don't come back to center once in a while you just make you just continue to cascade yeah until you fall apart mm-hmm. so you have to find that peace and, and grounding helps you find that peace yeah Uh, And it comes in many forms, you know. Looking for, you know, five blue objects in the room, four yellow objects, three white objects, two red objects, one green object, or uh, five things I can touch, three things I can, or four things I can smell, three things that I can see, you know, uh, two things I can hear, one thing I can taste, you know. Uh, Those types of exercises help bring us back and ground us
2: yeah so i heard um one person's and this may sound super (laughs) super churchy but one person said uh, you know we don't necessarily need in the spiritual sense deliverance we need discipline and many of us at some levels can develop those disciplines of focusing again on those things that matter those that life that breathing as you were describing those those things that help us because some people do have difficulties in life i suffer from that where our focus is so because we have so many things that our mind tries to pull us to you have to discipline yourself into into that focus right and you know sometimes therapy does it sometimes yes medications and sometimes it's just it 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 goes back down to a to a word that we often hate and and is that discipline but it's it's it doesn't have to be painstaking it can be small 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 steps and then when you add them up over time you're like whoa right right absolutely all right bishop Ben, your final thoughts
1: well, you know, like everybody was talking about, you know, we're talking about peace and stuff. It's a matter of what you do with it in life and how you find it. But I agree with Mark about discipline, you know, you have to have the discipline to just sit there and try to focus your mind and using the grounding exercises and i am actually just using meditation. I find meditation. Very helpful in my right. in my realm of relaxation and peace finding.
0: Absolutely, Reverend Mark, your final thoughts?
2: I I just really go back to some some of the basics regarding peace. Um, when we lack it, check what you're focusing on. Check what what you're allowing yourself to think on on a regular basis, or all the things that you're. Your mind is drawing to and that is a clue that you need to hone that focus become laser-like in your approach in life and remember that God also strengthens us when we pause and we say hey Almighty help me in this and there will be a supernatural strength I believe that comes to you to aid you in those moments And sometimes it's a connection with somebody that has been where you are and can give you some pointers or teach you or train you. And, you know, God's peace comes in so many different ways. And as long as it comes, it's a great way. I always say God, however God brings healing, whether it's supernatural or through a doctor or a medical professional, healing comes, it's still a good thing and so folks, check that focus because when it's divided that's when you're leaking that peace keep that because not only do you need it but we all need it too we all need that peace that you have in your heart right.
0: my final thoughts are this take time to schedule time to sit down and meditate sit down and, and be at peace if it's even just five minutes 10 minutes a day where you can just focus on your breathing focus on those things that matter focus on uh, acknowledging those thoughts that come to mind and, and letting them go so that you can find true inner peace a peace that like I said earlier that Paul says passes all understanding you know I think it's important that we get back to that as not only people, but as a world. And it's only through that piece that we can begin to solve the major issues that uh, confront us each and every day. You know, the wars, the the shootings, the, the issues that go on day in and day out in our daily lives. So take some time. Schedule the time. Make it deliberate. And practice that discipline uh, at least once a day. And I promise you, you will see um, a big change in your life. Yep. Coming up for next week, I already have a topic for next week. Uh, this is going to be the first in a long time that I actually have a topic uh, at the end of the podcast. So next Saturday, we're going to talk about thankfulness. All right. You know, we're coming up on that time of year and then probably the Saturday after that uh, I'm going to ask Reverend Mark to kind of lead a discussion on how do we deal with difficult people around the holidays Uh, it's a discussion he's given at the church many times very popular discussion and I think that it's something we all really need to hear as we come up on Thanksgiving and Christmas with family and friends how to deal with those difficult conversations around that time of the year. So that's what's coming up in the next couple of weeks here on Expanding Your Faith. I want to thank our studio audience for being here and giving their thoughts and questions and comments tonight. Our wonderful producer, Bishop Ben, for all of his hard work keeping us on schedule. Thank you, Ben.
2: Yes, thank thank you much.
0: And, of course, as always, Reverend Mark for being here and being part of this podcast.
2: Thank you for being here, Bishop, and leading us.
0: Absolutely. I enjoy it. So until next week, I hope that you all will keep shining bright, my friends. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Expanding Your Faith. For more information on Expanding Your Faith, check us out on Facebook.com forward/expanding your faith. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you find your podcasts. Until next week, when we once again attempt to expand your faith. Keep shining bright.